Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. We're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find out more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, we hope you enjoyed today's program. In the Gospel of Mark, we see the Lord Jesus as the one who lived a life according to God's New Testament economy. The Gospel of Mark ends with the Lord's ascension. Now we need to ask ourselves, what is the Lord Jesus doing now that he has resurrected and ascended? In order to find out what the Lord is doing after his ascension, we need the book of Acts. And that is what we are going to explore in today's Life Study Radio program. Bob Danker's here with me for this exploration process. Welcome back, Bob. It's good to be back again, Matt. Here we have come to the end of our Life Study of Mark. And as you pointed out, at the end of this gospel, the Lord ascends into heaven. And so it seems that he is somewhat removed from what's going on on the earth. In a sense, he leaves the scene Uh, But still, we have to ask, what is he doing now that he's been resurrected and ascended? Is he just sitting at the right hand of God, as one verse says, waiting for his enemies to be made a footstool for his feet? Or is he moving and very active today in our daily life as, as Christians? How can we experience this Jesus who resurrected and who ascended to the heavens. How can he be applied, he and all that he accomplished, be applied to us, to be reality to us in our daily living so that we can be brought from the end of the four Gospels all the way into the end of the whole Bible, the book of Revelation, into the new Jerusalem. You know, this is our destiny, and we need to be brought all the way to the new Jerusalem. Well, so even though today we're concluding the life study of Mark, most of our program is going to be spent outside of Mark, starting with the book of Acts and going through the epistles, because there is where we really see who the Lord is and what he's doing after his death and resurrection. Before we go to Witness Lee, Bob, let me ask you, put you on the spot a little bit. Why is this so important and why should our listeners be compelled to stay with us for the next half hour? Well, this is so important mainly because of God's economy, God's purpose, and God's plan. We need to see what Christ is and what he is doing today because we need to participate in the fulfillment of God's eternal plan, eternal purpose. And uh, we need to experience and enjoy this Christ who lived on the earth in the four Gospels and died on the cross and resurrected from the dead. Uh, We need to experience him. We need to enjoy him. And as the New Testament tells us, we need to be transformed into his image and conformed to the image of the firstborn Son of God. 
so that we can be built up together to be the body of Christ and we can consummate to be the new Jerusalem. Well, I hope our listeners will stay with us, Bob, because I think it's a very important program related to God's economy. Before we start with Witness Lee, I'm going to read Acts chapter 16, verse 7, which he'll talk about, but I just wanted to read it to give our listeners a start. It says, And when they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, yet the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Let's go to Witness Lee for today's life study and see more about this title given to the Lord in the book of Acts, The Spirit of Jesus. In Mark, we have seen Jesus is the one who lives a life according to God's New Testament economy. Now, we have to find out after his resurrection and ascension, what is he? And what is he doing? In act, this spirit, the essential spirit and the economic spirit, this is just Jesus. Verse 7 in chapter 16 says the spirit of Jesus. Can you see this? The spirit of Jesus. You think about How could you say the Spirit of Jesus is not Jesus himself, right? How could you say that the Spirit of Jesus is not Jesus? (laughs) Impossible. Just like you say the Spirit of God. Could you say the Spirit of God is not God himself, right? You cannot say this. The Spirit of God is just God himself as the Spirit. In the same principle, the Spirit of Jesus is just Jesus as the Spirit. So now, in Acts, we all got the answer. After the Lord's resurrection and ascension, what he became? He became a life-giving Spirit. So, Paul's writings follow Acts. To tell us with more clear word, the last Adam, Jesus, right, became a life-giving spirit. Okay, Bob, there's two titles here of the Lord after his resurrection and ascension. The first is the spirit of Jesus, and the other one is the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. So he's called the life-giving spirit and also referred to as the Spirit of Jesus. You know, recently I was in a Christian school in a classroom, and on a wall there was a poster that listed many of the names of the Lord. I think many of us have seen that, that his name shall be called, and Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, the Mighty God, Emmanuel, the Lamb of God. It lists a whole poster full of names, and I was looking at it specifically with this thought in mind. Does it list his name shall be called the life-giving spirit, the spirit of Jesus, okay? So it's not that common among Christians to call him the life-giving spirit. Why is that so? And why is it so important for us to, for Witness Lee to emphasize this so much? Well, I would say, Matt, that in the understanding of many believers, when they open up the book of Acts and they begin to read What they see is Jesus ascending in his resurrected humanity into heaven. 
And then that's in the first chapter of Acts. Then in the second chapter of Acts, another one comes down from heaven. That's the Holy Spirit. And in the concept of most Christians, I would say that Jesus Christ, who ascended into heaven, is one person, and the Holy Spirit, who came down, in a sense, to replace the Lord. The Lord did his work in the four Gospels. He accomplished redemption by dying on the cross, and he resurrected. Then he ascended. Now he's sitting at the right hand of God, waiting for his enemies to be made a footstool for his feet, and also uh, ruling and reigning there. But in the meantime, another one was sent. That is the Holy Spirit to work and move on the earth to save people, to regenerate man, to make them children of God, and so forth. There's a disconnection between the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is one separate person. The Holy Spirit is another separate person. But that's wrong. We never should say they're separate. We should never say this. If we read the Bible carefully, and Witness Lee is trying to help us here, to know the Bible in a proper way, he points out to us that in the book of Acts, one of the names of the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. Now, if you look at this name, you have to conclude that the Spirit of Jesus is Jesus. Jesus himself as the Spirit. Then if you go on into the epistles, as you pointed out, there is this verse in 1 Corinthians 15. It says, the last Adam. Who is the last Adam? The last Adam is Jesus, the one who is portrayed in the four Gospels. This one is the last Adam. It says there, he became a life-giving spirit. So now Jesus today is a life-giving spirit. Then if you read other uh, of the epistles, you find different titles of the Spirit which involve the person of Jesus Christ. Somehow, the Spirit is not a separate being or person from the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to say that the Spirit and Jesus are distinct. In one hand, they are two. But on the other hand, we should not separate them so far apart that they become absolutely one is not related to the other. The Bible doesn't show us this. The Bible shows us that the Spirit today is Jesus Christ himself, the resurrected and ascended one. He is the Spirit. And when we receive the Spirit, we receive him. When we experience the Spirit, we experience the resurrected, ascended Christ, also the crucified Christ, Uh, And all that he is and all that he has accomplished in the four Gospels for us and in also after his resurrection, all that he has accomplished now becomes our reality in this spirit. This is why this is so important, because God wants to give to us this wonderful person, Jesus Christ, with his humanity, his divinity, his death, his resurrection, everything he is, everything he's accomplished would be ours to enjoy so that we can fulfill God's purpose. Well, there's a lot here, and uh, let's go on. And I'm going to read a verse that you've referred to in your comments just now. But let me read another one also. The, the first one is 1 Corinthians 15:45. The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. 
And then 2 Corinthians 3.17, And the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And just so it's clear that the Lord there is referring to Jesus, a few verses later in 2 Corinthians 4, he says, We preach Jesus as Lord. So the Lord there is Jesus. The Lord is the Spirit. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Paul tells us clearly the last Adam that was Jesus became a life-giving spirit. Then Paul followed in his second Corinthians to say, the Lord is the Spirit. And this phrase, the Lord is the Spirit, is followed by another phrase where the Spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. Then in the following verse, 18 of chapter 3 of 2 Corinthians, it says, with unveiled face, we all, right, as a mirror, beholding, reflecting the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his glorious image from glory to glory as from what? As from the Lord the Spirit. I tell you, this is a compound title. The Lord Spirit. Just like the Father God. And this compound spirit denotes or indicates clearly that the Spirit is the Lord and the Lord is the Spirit. So he's called the Lord Spirit. In Mark, he was Jesus. And then in Acts, he was the Spirit of the Lord. And he was also the Spirit of Jesus. Don't you have all these terms in Acts? Okay, in Paul's epistles, Right after Acts, he is what? He is the life-giving spirit. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. The very Jesus in Mark was the last Adam. And then Paul goes on in the New Testament to tell us that this last Adam, Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. By what process he became such a spirit? By his death and resurrection. Hallelujah. Bob, I was thinking, of all the radio programs on Christian radio, there's probably not one that emphasizes the last Adam becoming a life-giving spirit other than this one. And Witnessly has so much feeling about this, I think, Any of our listeners today listening to this program are going to have to walk away with a realization this is really important for God's economy, isn't it? It is. It's absolutely critical. We have to realize that the very Jesus Christ who walked on this earth in the four Gospels, who died on the cross for our sin, this one is our Redeemer and our Savior, and he was resurrected from the dead in his humanity— he's still a man today, and ascended to the heavens, is now the life-giving spirit. And this life-giving spirit 
is not different from the Holy Spirit. He's the same. He is the Holy Spirit. So today, the Holy Spirit has become a spirit who can give us life. And what life does he give us? Not the human life, but the divine life. He gives us the very life of God. So when this spirit enters into us, life enters into us. And this life is God himself. Even this life is Jesus himself. Because when Jesus was on the earth, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He is the life. If we have him, we have life. If we don't have him, we don't have life. Life is Jesus. Jesus became a life-giving spirit through his death and resurrection. And this life-giving spirit is now in us to impart into us continually, constantly, more and more of this wonderful divine life. When the Lord Jesus was on the earth, he told his disciples, I came that you may have life and may have it abundantly. How can we human beings have God's divine life? Well, this is the work of the life-giving spirit to impart God as life into our entire being, beginning from our spirit, and spreading into our mind, emotion, and will, eventually this life will penetrate and saturate even our mortal bodies. So the Lord, as the life-giving Spirit, what is he doing today? He's imparting life. He's in us. Starting from the deepest part of our being, he is imparting life into every part of our being. And by the impartation or the increasing of this life in us, as Paul said in 2 Corinthians 3, we are being transformed into his image so that we can become his duplication and reproduction so that he can be the firstborn among many brothers so that God can have many sons who are the same as the firstborn son, that God may have an enlarged and expanded expression of himself. This is all God's economy. And this enlarged and expanded expression of God is the church as the body of Christ today in this age, and it will consummate in the new Jerusalem in the coming age and in eternity. And this is why it is so important that we understand that Jesus Christ, through death and resurrection, became a life-giving spirit. And this life-giving spirit is now within us to dispense God's divine life into every part of our being. Bob, if I could describe the feeling I have right now about this program and what I hear in Witness Lee, it's like a little rumble of a, just ready to explode. There's so much burden from the Lord on this point. Let's get a few more titles from Romans chapter 8, and then we'll go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion. Uh, Romans 8, 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life has freed me in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and of death. So the Spirit of life, another title. And verse 9b says, If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not of him. Let's go back to Witness Lee for the, the crescendo to today's life study program. Romans 8 is wonderful. It tells us this... Spirit is the spirit of life. And he is also the spirit of Christ. When you have the spirit, you do not only have Christ. You have Christ in his death and in his resurrection. And this spirit is the totality, the 
the aggregate of the all-inclusive Christ plus his all-inclusive death and his all-inclusive resurrection. Hallelujah. I tell you, what is covered in these 22 books from Acts through Jude is just this all-inclusive Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have received the aggregate spirit. Hallelujah. I have received his breathing and his baptizing. I'm now in the all-inclusive, the ultimate consummation of the triune God, who is fully realized and consummated in these all-inclusive spirit. Amen. Well, Bob, I like this hallelujah conclusion. We have the essential spirit breathed into us, and we have the economical spirit that we're baptized into. What a hallelujah ending to this program. Yes, this is a crescendo uh, explosion you were talking about. If we realized what we have within us, we would worship the Lord. We would praise him with hallelujahs. This is our need. Our need is to realize who is now within us. Brother Lee says this spirit in us is an aggregate spirit, an all-inclusive spirit. That means he's composed not only of one element, you know, not only God in God's divinity, but this spirit whom we have received is the spirit of Jesus. So he includes Jesus in his humanity, which is resurrected humanity. Then he includes also the all-inclusive death of Christ, which has solved all our problems and terminated all negative things in the universe, and the all-inclusive resurrection of Christ, which has germinated in our being everything that God desires to give us in his economy. Everything is in this spirit. And now this aggregate spirit has come into us. We received him when we believed in the Lord Jesus. And we were baptized into him also when we were baptized. We were baptized into this spirit. So now we have this aggregate spirit within us, and we are in this spirit. So we have him in us on the one hand, and we are in him on the other hand. We have a marvelous uh, inheritance and a marvelous, uh, wonderful person for us to enjoy in an all-inclusive way so that we can live as members of the body of Christ to build up the body of Christ to fulfill God's eternal plan. This spirit is everything we need. We don't need to do anything. We don't need to ask, now what do I do? You know, what should I do? We should simply enjoy what we have received. And also we should minister to one another this wonderful spirit. Let him flow out of us to our fellow believers, and to the unbelievers so that we all can gain more and more of this wonderful person and have him constituted into us to make us the body of Christ and finally the new Jerusalem. So what should we say now that we realize that Jesus Christ is the life-giving spirit, he's all-inclusive, and now he's in us, he's the ultimate consummation of the triune God, realized in the all-inclusive spirit, what should we say? 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's what we should say. We should really rejoice and thank the Lord. We wouldn't quench the Spirit, and we would see the fruits of the Spirit. It all comes from the Spirit. Amen. Bob, we've run out of time. I appreciate you coming in to be with me for this program today. Again, it's a real enjoyment, man. And thank you also for being with us. We, uh, we hope you've shared in the, the Lord's burden and feeling on this important subject. We hope you can take it to the Lord, pray about it, consider it, and hope that as a result of this, you can add some of these titles to your poster of who the Lord is to you, that you would know him as the life-giving spirit and as the spirit of Jesus. For more information, call us at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or write to Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send an email to radio at lsm.org. On behalf of Bob Danker, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll tune in again as we continue the Life Study of Mark. to know the deeper truths of the Bible? Wish you could attend a Bible study but just don't have the time? Well, if you enjoyed this program, then we invite you to visit our website at lsmradio.com. From there, you'll find programs on every book of the Bible and all free of charge. These programs will not only give you a more profound understanding of the scriptures, but also refresh and revitalize your daily Christian walk. From our website, you can download the MP3 files, stream them live, or subscribe to the podcast. Again, all free of charge. Once more, that website, lsmradio.com. Thanks again for listening.